Listen, Ian, the trade's there. And if you want to know what we're talking about here on Twitch, great trade talk, crazy Halloween conversations and dogs licking people's faces and all that good stuff. Twicker, check out. <laughs> I said twick out. Check out our Twitch at uh, twitch.com slash Media. There you go. That's the first take. I'm not giving you any more, Ian. Drop the beat. You know, I'm not excited for people to join in after they heard they talk about dogs licking faces. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, listen, I'm, I'm not into dogs, and no dogs look at my face. That's oh all my god! All right, that's Ryan. Um, I'm producer Ian. JJ's out. I'm filling in for him. JJ has licking faces, licking dogs' faces. Uh, I was gonna say something can't, more controversial. Can't, can't, JJ' favorite thing is peanut butter. You know that. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that's Keone. Um, hey. You know, let's go over some buys for this week. We have Denver, the Broncos, uh, the Detroit Lions, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So make sure we, um, you know, pay attention, move any of those players out of your lineup, like Travis Etienne, Jameer Gibbs. Time to trade for David Montgomery is now, because when he comes back, he'll be healthy. And he's probably going to have the same goal line role. So do it now. Yeah. <coughs> Just a reminder, yeah. Steelers and Titans play tonight. Get those players out of your flex. Although, to be honest, how many? Hey, Keone, Steelers, where did you Titans rank players? Will Levis after his four touchdown performance? Um, Number one, maybe. We'll, we'll talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about where uh, he is. He is ranked potentially in the podcast. Um but I didn't rank him too high, I don't think. Um, I ranked him where I feel he is good. Top 12? Is he a, not Did top you put 12. him QB1? Did you put him as a QB1 this week? I did not. Can you put him as quarterback 13? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get into the news. All right, first bit of news. DeAndre Hopkins did not practice Wednesday with a toe injury. Mm, drop Will Levis even more outside the top 24. Yep, that's what you're doing. He's going to play. He never practices. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's on the wrong side of 30. He's um, It's getting to that part of the season where Wednesday is the veteran's day off. Mm. So, um, not too worried about it. Raheem Mostert was a non-participant in Wednesday's practice with an ankle injury. He, he played in week eight with Outward. it, so yeah, I think he should he should be good to go. Uh, Matt Stafford did not practice with a UCL sprain, and Puka Nakua was a limited participant with swelling in his knee. I am Matt, worried about Matthew Stafford. That is a real one. That is like, yeah, not sure if he'll play because his that's his thumb and so i think they're just giving him a few extra days to try and you know let that swelling go down i think puka nakua's to uh dak or was a little bit worse where he had this sprain in his thumb type of thing and he was out for like two weeks three weeks like last year cooper rush took over for him yeah might have been something something like that i if he plays he's not gonna 
be good. No. And he uh, wasn't that good for fantasy already. So Yeah, he's not he's not what he even in good matchups and stuff, but Puka Nakua should be good to go. Like he, sh- I think they're just another precautionary thing. Just there was some slight swelling after the last game. Give him a br- give him a little bit of a break. So yeah, McVay said uh, he's still day to day, but he hasn't been ruled out versus the Packers yet. Mm. Uh, speaking of Packers, Aaron Jones was a limited participant with his lingering hamstring injury. He it's- said he's not healthy. It's just a fact. There's nothing you could do. It's hard not to play him, but I, I don't think I can and not until we see something good. Same yeah, shit, different it's, day. It's just yeah, not he's not been playing well and it's you spent you drafted him pretty early, and so it's yeah. just a little disappointing. Uh, the problem is you can't play AJ Dillon because he also sucks. Right? It's just I think this team in general is just not cooking. Yeah. They they are not doing it. Um mm. Josh Dobbs was traded to the Minnesota Vikings, but rookie Jaron Hall will still get the start on Sunday. Yep. Uh, I think this makes me hopeful. Right. For, uh, There's a glimmer of hope. Madison and and um, just everyone kind of in the passing mm-hmm. game. Yes. There is a glimmer of hope in Minnesota after their darkest days for Josh Dobbs. Or do you mean because Jaron Hills? Jaron Hall's no, playing. it's, no, it's no, no. because of Josh, Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because now we're, we might get Josh Jobs and Nick and Nick Mullins for the end of the season because Nick Mullins is also coming back, mm. and that's a perfect area for two people, and that's going to be Hawkinson and Addison. Hawkinson was always going to be good, I think, with any quarterback, but mm-hmm. this saves Addison. Yes. So now we got two options. The run game's still going to suck. They're probably going to lean on a little bit more, but I just dropped Mags Magzer Agzin or sorry Alexander Madison right Alexander Addison. That's a good name. Alexander Shazam Shazam Damn. Okay, all I know is I dropped him. He's gone. It's just not good enough, and I don't think this offense could produce enough or more than those two single players. Yep. All right, Kyle. Sorry, Kyler Murray practice in full, but Clayton Toon is likely the starter versus the Browns. Last week to trade for Marquise Brown. Because once mm. Kyler comes back, I think Marquise Brown is all the way go. Yeah. Hits off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's just a matter of time as well before Kyler Murray is the starter. I think it's next week. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Emery DiMarcato did not mm-hmm. practice with a toe injury. Is that good for the Kate Katoni, whatever Kalaiton or whatever the other guy's name is? Not good for anyone who cares. No, oh, that, okay. that other don't, dude don't play these guys. They're that's fair. The They're going against the Browns. Those, yeah, yeah, fair. Those are some the rookie quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Start some Brown defense. That's some deep level uh, league shit that you're playing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerome Ford was limited with an ankle injury in practice. Could be good for Cream Hunt, but I think Jerome Ford did play last week as well. So he was he was very I much. I think both these running backs score. Jerome mm. Ford, Cream Hunt, both score. Predicted okay. on Sunday, it's going to happen. Jerome Ford, I feel like was on a snap count last week. I don't think he did much. Mm. Oh yeah, sprained ankle. I think he's going to be a snap count for the next couple weeks. Yeah, he only had nine attempts, which is less than what he normally gets once he got like the actual starting role. Mm. Um, so. Um, Damian Pierce missed practice with an ankle injury. Some people might have him, but yeah. (laughs) Justin Fields still non-participant in practice with his hand injury. 
Tyler Bagent. Bagent number nine. Mm. Uh, Taysom Hill was limited with a hip injury. And holy shit, on sleeper, Taysom Hill went from like nine projected points down to 1.8 or something. Like they really, really have no faith in this man. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's because he also got like no targets again when John Johnson came back. But he's such a good goal line back. And I actually think he should get targets because he was kind of good. He had nine carries last week. No, I get that, but like, I'm just that's my he, thing. It's like he lost the, the <laughs> routes, though, and that's what again. If he doesn't get in the end zone, he has four catches for thirty yards. That's still average tight end. The rushing is what makes up a special tight end. Yeah, and the fact that he had a forty-four yard pass. Yeah, again, absolutely fresh. wild. Yeah, it's all additions, but yeah. we need we need a little more receptions. Uh, Tyler Lockett did not practice with a hamstring injury, but that has been the case for the past few practices now. He's so, yeah. kind of just, you know, taking Wednesdays off, it feels like. Mm. Uh, Gus Edwards did not practice with a toe injury. This has me a little concerned because if if he plays, I think you I, th- I think you play him. But if not, just you have to be prepared to put somebody else in because Gus Edwards looked really good. Really, really good. I think if he, uh, I think this is only better for Lamar. Yeah. They might actually give him the ball at the one yard line, which pissed me off last week. <laughs> uh, Drake London did not practice with a groin injury. And Taylor Heineke expected to be the starter versus Atlanta. Or if sorry, Drake versus London does Minnesota. Not play, Kyle Pitts will have a top three tight end like week. It'll be crazy. Because you know Heineke just throwing it up there, baby. I yep. can't wait. John o. Smith. Pass me a Heineke. Pass Kyle Pitts a Heineke. Let's do it. B. John Robinson. Heineke. Um, next one. Saquon Barkley limited with an ankle injury. Darren Waller did not practice. Could be out for weeks. But mm. Daniel Jones cleared for contact. Will likely start versus the uh, Raiders this week. Hey, we knew this Waller hamstring thing was coming. We saw mm-hmm. it at the beginning of the year. He's been playing through it. It finally happened to him. Hopefully he's back by playoffs. Yep. Does Daniel Jones make this offense better? <sighs> if okay. Yeah. Over, over Danny DeVito or whatever his name was. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. It makes it better than with Tommy yes. DeVito. But yes. Compared to Tyrod Taylor. They're not really. I don't know. It's yeah. the same to me. Uh, Josh Allen missed practice. It seems to be just like a maintenance day. You know, get your quarterback uh, a little bit extra yeah, rest. He had that shoulder injury, I think, a few weeks ago, and he's been playing tough. So I think it's just like, yeah, don't need to exacerbate that if we if we don't need to. So, And final bit of news, Joe Mixon limited with a chest injury. I think it's another one where he had this last week as well. So just a kind of a precaution. So he should be. Should be good to go. And right. if he goes, you play him. Absolutely. Like. All right. That'll do it for the news. Let's get into our, our start sit questions. Gentlemen, start your engine. All right. I'm going to give you guys some players and you're going to decide which ones you'd start, which ones you'd sit. It's a little different this time. Um, for the first one, we're going to do start three out of these players. Brees Hall, Raheem Mostert, Ramondre Stevenson, and Gus Edwards. Which three are you so, starting? 
this for me, this is fairly straightforward, pretty easy. Um, Cause, and I mean, I guess it depends if Gus Edwards plays, then it's Brees Hall, Raheem Mostert, Gus Edwards in that order, leave Raheem Ramondre Stevenson out. He is not living up to expectations. He's not doing well. Um, he's just not being fantasy relevant. Um, and I have all three of those other ones as RB ones on the week if they play. So yeah, pretty just, yep. Yep. <laughs> I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Got I, it. <laughs> I also have hall moster. Yeah. I mean, I should go Stevenson's over Edwards here. It's a pretty close. I think Edwards got really lucky with having three touchdowns. He did. Fair. So if he gets one touchdown, is his day as good? Uh, probably not. And Seattle's not the Cardinals. So fair enough. It's also hard to hard to believe like Lamar not at least stealing one of those inside the five touches that he got to. Sure. Even though Stevenson is splitting a lot of work with Zeke, he's still getting four or five targets a game That's since it. last like three or four three or four games. So Stevenson's more been involved in the past game. So that is uh, it's close though. I think I had Stevenson's like seven seventeen and Edwards like nineteen. So <laughs> you can kind of play around with that if you really feel like Edwards is going to score a couple touchdowns and take them. But you know Stevenson's always going to get four or five targets. So it seems like the consensus is Brees Hall and Raheem Mostert for sure. Yeah, there you go. And then That's a exactly bit of a, what I was going to say. A bit of a split on the last two, but either are okay. Yep. Their own personal flair for the last two. As long as they play. You know, as long as Gus Edwards plays, plays I think there's yeah. a chance. Obviously, if he doesn't, then, you know, there's an obvious choice. But, yeah. All right. This next one. Jonathan Taylor or Zach Moss? Ooh. Player on the same team. Yeah, I think I think we've been having this sort of debate for the past few weeks. And, you know, to his credit, Zach Moss has been kind of staying in it, whether, you know, one way or another. Um, so I don't know if I'd com- be confident enough to say play both moving forward. But I, I think you still have to give it to Jonathan Taylor, you know, Mr. Fitted. Um, I have him as a top five running back this week going against the Panthers. Um, well, Moss does, you know, he did a lot with his 11 carries in, uh, in week eight. Um, Taylor is still out touching him and he got more yards on the ground than, uh, than Moss Taylor. He had almost a hundred yards. Um, he just didn't find the end zone. Um, Moss did. Yeah. I know he did. And that's, that's, so, so I agree. We, I, I think we both have him as top 24 plays. Um, and again, I have, Jonathan Taylor is a top five play. So uh, I'm going to have Jonathan Taylor, but these guys are both playable. It's a good matchup. Um, I think they'll be used a lot. So fancy points, enough fancy points to go around for both of them. Fair enough. That's just, it, that's it. wow. That's just the case with Indianapolis. It's just, they, you know, you play both wide receivers, play both running backs. Um, yeah. I, I will say you say Can't that play their quarterback now. No. Well, hmm. If you have to, desperate time. Week ten, you might be able to. If you look desperate at the times. if you look at the buys for week ten, Gardner Minshew might be a play. Like I'm actually, well, he actually might be playing him. I'm playing him in a in the yeah. super in our super flex league just because, like, it was there's quarterbacks are in a, took a ding this week. Like there's not a lot to choose from when you get to like outside the top ten, and even then yeah. it's like oh I'm putting that person in the top ten. Okay, 
Fair enough. So I'm playing when the next guys are talking about. Ooh. All right. Next one. Are you starting Will Levis versus Pittsburgh or Derek Carr versus Chicago? So give me old man Carr. Listen, the matchup is too good versus Chicago and Will Levis at home in a matchup that's unknown when he was playing versus the Falcons is going to be different than playing versus the Steelers, whose defense is always creating turnovers, creating pressure. Does Will Levis fall into the rookie faults of, you know, we're going to have three turnovers and one of them is going to be a fumble six probably. Give me Carr. I know he's not throwing for a bunch of touchdowns, but this is the week him Olave get back on track. Carr all the way. And I'm also playing him. So, again, if he gets hurt in the fourth quarter, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, 100% agree with Ryan. You know, even though I'm hyped on Will Levis, it's more of a long-term kind of rest of the season type of thing. And yeah, he's uh, still easing into the league and the Steelers pass rush are really, really good. They're probably going to get to him a few times in this game. And yeah, like Ryan said, turn the ball over, Um, especially on a short week. It's tough to be a rookie quarterback on a short week. Um, And then Carr is facing a vulnerable Chicago defense. I know they added like Vontez Sweat, but again, he's new to the system. And so it might take him a little bit of time. And it's also not going to change the entire Chicago defense. Um, and yeah, I have Carr as a top 10 quarterback while Will uh, Levis, I have as a top 15 quarterback. Um, but yeah, I'll take the veteran with a soft matchup versus a rookie on a short week versus TJ Watt. So um, yeah, that's, I go Derek Carr as well. I picked this one cause you're both, you're, you're starting Will Levis County and you're starting Derek Carr. Right. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping you both would argue for why your guy is, is better, but. Oh, I mean, I still think Will Levis throws a few touchdowns to, to D hop. And and whatnot. That's I mean, I still four more top fifteen. Four more, but I don't know if he throws four. Ah. Um. All right. Uh. You know we have time for the last one. Ooh. Uh, fourth one, final one. Gabe Davis versus Cincinnati, or Jordan Addison versus Atlanta. I want to play Jordan Addison, but I have to play Gabe Davis. Hmm. <laughs> So it's safer to play Gabe, even though he's a big play threat and he can always leave you hanging, but he scores touchdowns. He's in a better game. He's with a better quarterback. We just don't know enough about Jaron Hall to say you could play Addison and feel good about it. Um, Hmm. So Gabe Davis, we saw last week had probably one of his most targeted games in his career. 12. Maybe he builds off of it. And um, it's again, it's a really good game. And it's going to be a game that has a lot of fantasy points involved in it. So there you go. I think the Falcons, they just have a way to muck up games and mm. quarterback. I might actually play the Falcons DF, DST. Yeah, I'm going to look that Ryan's, up for you, actually. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, and it's like, I should kind of keep trying to think like, oh, Jordan Addison might have a higher ceiling. And that's not necessarily true because like Gabe Davis can catch a touchdown and, you know, all that but then it's like, oh, you know, but Gabe Davis can have a really low floor, but so can Jordan Addison technically with this rookie quarterback who's never played on a team that just took a devastating like like loss in terms of morale. So I, I'd like what Addison can do, but it is hard to say, like, 
because like, we don't know. He's a dog. Like he's, yeah, he's great. One of the best rookie receivers this year. I mean, really, I mean, like, he is. I know Puka started hot and Xavier Flowers started hot, but when you look at Addison, like what eight touchdowns now? Yeah, been filthy. But without oh, Kirk, yeah. we just don't know what's in what to do. That's true. I think I, I think it helps him. I'm so sad about Kirk Cousins. I think yeah, we all we all are. It's just, it's. I think collectively, you do not like that, right? I think no. it's it's funny because like whether unless you hate unless you're like an absolute like whether in the division or like absolutely just do not like the Minnesota Vikings. I think collectively, like everybody is just like, oh, this really sucks that Kirk Cousins is you know injured. Um, so that's there you go. That's what you. What's a testament to Kirk Kirk himself? Um, yeah, I think the the safer play is is Gabe Davis. You know, if you're feeling frisky, maybe go Jordan Addison and you might get something good out of it. But Gabe Davis is safe. Uh, Fun fact, Ryan, that was the second most targets Gabe Davis has ever had in a game. And that was the most receptions Gabe Davis has ever had in a game last week. Hmm. So I believe it. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for our start sick questions. Don't be afraid to ask us on any social media. FF Daydreamers. Ask us in the street if you see us. Ask us anywhere. We will answer them. Or check out twitch.tv slash daydreamermedia on Sundays and Wednesday nights. And you can ask them there and we'll answer them sometimes during the podcast. Uh, Let's move on to our next segment. It is our Saturday showdowns. So, rankings are out. This is where Ryan and Keone disagree about where they put some players. So, they get to duel it out. And so, our first one is Daryl Henderson. Ryan has him at 20. Keone has him at 12. Round one, fight. Listen, he's just a guy. It's a good matchup, but him and Royce Freeman are both sharing this backfield. I'm not going to rely on Daryl Henderson getting a touchdown, especially with a hurt Matthew Stafford. And if either Stafford doesn't play, then it's Brett Ripplin, and that offense is going to suck. So, I, I mean, it's it's just pretty obvious. Either they're going to suck with the hurt hurt Matthew Stafford, or they're going to suck with the Brett Ripplin. And I just think, what's his name? Brett Ripian. Ripian. Oh, Ripian. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hey, listen. If you didn't suck so much, maybe I said your name right. I'm just kidding, bro. I apologize. <laughs> I should stop saying I suck. But the offense is not a really good run first offense. They are good at getting running backs touchdowns. I've been saying it all year long with Kyron Williams. Darren Henderson really isn't like he's just not efficient. I think 3.1 yards per carry. Royce Freeman had more yards per carry last week. Again, he got touchdown. Henderson had you know, three receptions for over 50 yards or whatever it was. And that was a lot. The week before, one reception for five yards. So it's not really a consistent role. We don't know who's the main back. To say he is going to be a top RB, a, a RB1, is the ultimate reach of reaches. And this guy didn't even score a touchdown last week. So I don't <laughs> know what guy in your eye who was like, hey, this guy's good. He was on the street a few weeks ago because he's not good. So I would just say, hey, let's settle down. He's maybe RB2. 
it's hard to do, you know, RB20 to RB30 is really just all the same. That's what category he is in. And that's what he'll stay in the rest of the season. Mm. Mm. Well, since starting in place of Kyron Williams, Daryl Henderson has been a relatively middle of the pack, but solid RB2 versus some stout defenses in Pittsburgh and especially the Dallas Cowboys in those two games. He had 19 and 15 touches respectively. So he's getting a good amount of work in week eight. He did have three receptions, so he's getting some passing down work, which is nice to see in a running back. Um, He hasn't put up super solid numbers. I will agree with that being the RB 17 and 19 again, better than RB 20. Um, (laughs) He did get a touchdown in week seven and had 885 total yards in week eight. So he finds ways to kind of balance things out, whether it's with a touchdown or getting a good amount of yards on receptions. However, this week he got a much better matchup, much, much better matchup versus the Packers who are ranked 27th versus the position in fantasy. They have allowed the seventh most rushing yards per game to running backs. I think it's like over 130 yards per game. And I've given up six touchdowns to running backs, which is bottom 10 on the league so far. I think if he's able to produce decent numbers for tough opponents, then he can can finish as a low end RB1 versus a very bad Packers team who just doesn't have anything together at this point. Now, Stafford being hurt, I think it makes them rely a little bit more on the run game, um, which is a good thing for him, because if you can't pass, what is the other option? you run Um, or if he can't pass far, then you pass it short to your running back. Um, I like him this week and think he can just break into RB one territory. Again, this I think is his ceiling. This is the best. He is probably going to get, you know, um, is this number 12, but it's mostly matchup based and will likely need to get a touchdown or have a good amount of receptions to be able to do it. I think he can do at least one of those things, but facing this defense, I think there's a chance he does both, which is why I have him breaking into just breaking into wide receiver RB one. Cowboys defense isn't that great. I'm just saying allowed a lot of running backs touchdowns. I'm just saying James Conner a few weeks ago, James Conner's really good. Jordan Mason, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle's use check. Uh, if we find, I'm okay. Hold on. There's been. If there's you find a defense to stop Christian McCaffrey from scoring, let me know no, because I get, it. I get it. I'm just saying. It's been like 18 games before touchdowns. They've also allowed people to get yards against them, and a few receptions. Austin Ackler a couple weeks ago, four receptions, 35 yards, 50 yards total overall. But that game was kind of weird. So. They're you're saying all really good running backs, the, besides Jordan Mason, but. The the Cowboys are, I think, better at stopping the pass than they are stopping the run. That's fair. Um, They're way better than the Packers, though. I get that. I'm just saying you made it sound like they went up against the, you know, the old school Ravens defense and they did something. Okay, settled down. He was mid versus an okay run defense or against running backs. So, I mean, he's still finishing in top 20 the past two weeks. Like. So I don't think it's a far stretch for him versus a worse opponent. Okay, I have him at his average floor. You have him at his career ceiling. That makes no sense. Uh, um, I do have to more agree with Ryan. 
I know. I usually disagree I can't wait with to lose again. God damn it. I know. County. He's going to be right because Daryl Henderson's going to get like seven yards and two touchdowns or some shit. But Royce Freeman out snapped him. He had more higher percentage of offensive snaps and 30% of Daryl Henderson's uh, fantasy points last week came on one play when he caught a ball for 32 yards. Just takes one play. I, I, I do agree, but I, but what, what you're asking for yeah. takes actual multiple plays. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It takes multiple plays for him to be a top 12 running back. It takes just one play th- for him to be a top 20 running back. I think is what I'm saying. I think you're just a little too high on, on him. I, 12 is like his ceiling ceiling. Um, and I think he's more closer to just kind of getting enough touches to be at 20 ish. Cause uh, you, you, while you did say he finished 17 and 19 and that those are higher to, than 20, which is a true statement. <laughs> 17 and 19 are three and one away from 20 versus five yeah. and uh, seven yeah. away from 12. So, yeah, you know, um, I, I got to agree with Ryan a bit there, which I just, oh, fuck, God damn it. That's all right. Daryl, it's, it's, you know what it means. County's you know always means, so hopeful. Darryl. I know he's going to score like four touchdowns. All right, let's move on to, um, kind of a unique fight this time. Uh, so for in this round, we don't actually have the solid rankings in here, but Keone. Has, oh, I can tell you the rankings. Good. Because somebody forgot to put them in the notes. Um, well, cause Keone has, I think, Pickens, right? Pickens, yes. Keone has Pickens as a RB1. Or, sorry, or, or, an a, RB, receiver, or wide receiver, receiver two. two. And Pickens is wide receiver 20. So Keone has George Pickens of, of uh, the Steelers as a wide receiver two. And then he has Deontay Johnson outside of the top 36. It's like he is 36. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Ryan has it reversed. Ryan believes Deontay Johnson's the top, uh, the top wide receiver At too. 26. And Pickens is out of that range. So they're each going to defend why they Pickens believe At 37. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to each defend why they believe their player is more likely to go off than the other. So round two fight. So we, un- we both understand that, Either Kenny Pickett or Hurt Kenny Pickett or Trubisky is going to produce one fancy relevant wide receiver in this Thursday night like matchup. Tennessee is not a great defense versus pass. We know that versus wide receivers, they let people score on them. Okay, Johnson comes back and what does he do? Dominate targets once again. Okay. George Pickens two weeks ago when Johnson first comes back, gets more receptions, gets two more targets. That's a great job. Again, Johnson first week back, five receptions, six targets, 79 yards. Week two, he comes back, number one. Pickens, one reception. What? How many yards? Five, 10, 22. around there. I'm not worried about that. Deontay Johnson, eight, 14 targets. 85 yards. But listen, the offense is bad. It was rainy. We understand. Deontay Johnson has a skill that Pickens does not have, and that's actually getting open. He <laughs> runs routes that produce 
fantasy relevant points. You can run all the streaks and all the posts you want. Mitchell Trubisky is not hitting you on that. Okay. If it's Kenny Pickett, you get one. If it's a hurt Kenny Pickett, you get a bad one. I don't believe that George Pickens' role in this offense, and I'm not saying it's his talent. His talent is great. I hope he. I hope they fire Matt Canada and that he's able to have an offense that can use him in different roles. But Johnson's the main guy in the offense. It is obvious. And if you are going to be the main guy in the offense, you are going to be the main guy getting targets, especially in a team that's probably going to score 17 points. We know the Titans and the Steelers both like to muck it up. What is the real, what is the over-under on this game? 41 at most, you know? Like, are they both, are either team scoring over 20 points? So I think in this low-scoring game, Johnson, the guy you want. So, as we've said, we both have, we have these players basically opposite from each other. And you might think Johnson uh, should be the lead guy, seeing as uh, he's been a top 24 wide receiver the past two weeks with 20 targets between those games and an average of 82 yards per game in that span. But you know who else knows that? The Tennessee Titans. So having that knowledge at their disposal and the professionally paid coaches that they are and players, they're going to cover Johnson very, very well, which leaves more room for George Pickens to get receptions and find his way into the end zone, which he did in week eight after powering through a double tackle. Now, while Pickens only caught one of his five targets in week eight, he made it count in finding the end zone. So while he did finish outside the top 36, he knew he was setting himself up to be more open versus the Titans, which is where he will return to his wide receiver two status in fantasy over Deontay Johnson for this week. Now, Deontay Johnson may be the better play as the season progresses with, but Pickens, his trap will take effect this week and they will shower him with the golden plunder of a top 24 fantasy performance. Unlike Deontay Johnson. By the way, Ryan, the over under for this game is 36 and a half points. So less than <laughs> oh, 20. It's even lower than I thought. Yeah, I it, was being generous by saying both teams could maybe get over 20. Points. 19, 19 to 18 gets the over. So um, that is hilarious. I got to go, Ryan, again. What? I'm also starting. I have to start George Pickens this week. So I'm kind of, you know, gaming that if I agree with Ryan and Keone gets to be right. And I, I benefit from that. I'm hedging my bets, you know, uh, but fair enough. Ryan has the better point. And in every time Deontay Johnson plays healthy, the man just eats targets. Um, whether those are quality targets uh, is a debate considering Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky are throwing to him. Uh, but I'd rather get the guy who's at least being looked at when they drop back for a pass than somebody who is really only going for streaks. I mean, the man averages... 20 yards of reception, George Pickens. So he's he's really catching long balls, and that's pretty much it. Uh, and when Johnson was out, they finally started kind of using him as yeah. a guy that yeah. was, you know, getting the slants, mm-hmm. getting outs, getting ins, stuff that are easy to get yeah. the 
five and plus, you know, can I get 1.5 points per reception? Yes. Thank you. I'm good. Yeah. Like, so I, I think it's more, it's just the odds are that Deontay Johnson has seven receptions for 65, 70 yards versus George Pickens getting four receptions for 50 yards and a touchdown. I, I don't know. Those, those both seem like realistic games to him, but I, I'd, I'd bet more on Johnson on Johnson doing more with it. So I got to agree with Ryan again. We shall see. All right. As for our next segment, let's move on to uh, Keone's favorite team. So last time we did this, Keone's favorite team was the Miami Dolphins. Let's peek Mm. in with him to see if anything's changed. Keone? I'll tell you what changed. Jalen Ramsby and Xavier Howard started playing for him. We know nothing changed. Come on, stop it. This is a stretch run. It's a quick one so, so I can update notes. A lot has happened in the past few weeks since I moved myself all the way to Florida and went fins up with the Miami Dolphins. There have been a lot of teams doing a, a lot of interesting things. The Lions have been little up and down, mostly up. And there was a pretty big down in week seven, but they bounced back in week eight. And, you know, they're just a super fun team to watch. They're six and two and then looking great. Then there's the Jets yet again, who for for Halloween add some players dressed as the Akatsuki, which is sick. You know, love to see that as an anime fan. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and they also pulled out a hilarious and just an amazing win versus their same town rivals, the Giants. Always love seeing the Giants lose. And oh, what's that? Aaron Rodgers throwing the football? What? Plus, Zach Wilson got that dog in him, you know, for, for 24 seconds in a game. But, you know, that's, that's all you need, right? Yeah, 24 seconds. The, the commanders, who were kind of on the fringe, made some baffling decisions, um, getting rid of some of their players, including Chase Young. So not great for them. But Seattle... Also six and two looking very good. Love my boy Gino throwing some dimes as always the long ball. They also got a guy named Bobo. Love that. That's just fun to see. Uh, Indianapolis, you know, got a great offensive line um, there. It's very good. Jonathan Taylor is looking fantastic. Great receiving core and Michael Pittman and Josh Downs kind of get been getting a little bit of the shaft as of late in a few games, but you know, it happens. And then Minnesota, Suffered the worst loss imaginable with Kirko being out for the season. Kirko, you like that, Cousins? Ugh, just brutal. Um, so, you know, they're they're in the mix. However, I'm sticking with Miami. Come on. They're speedy. They got Mike McDaniels dropping bars and zingers in his press conferences still to this day. And their defense was fortified with the return of Jalen Ramsey, who got a pick in the last game. Not a pick six, mind you, but a pick nonetheless. So, you know, things are looking up in Miami. Staying with our fins, fins up in the air, whatever. Yeah, like that. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, we're waddling like a penguin. We're running fast like a cheetah. We're being sarcastic like a mofo, like Mike McDaniels, but also in honor of the late, great Matthew Perry, the sarcasm king. We got to keep it up, keep it alive in Miami, rolling for another few weeks. Viva Miami. There we go. 
Yeah, we saw it coming. Nothing, nothing big happened I mean, to, to switch you off. I know. I don't have to change yeah. it every time. No, 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 no. no. I think yeah. I think this all spurred because um, you picked the Jets, <laughs> and then Aaron Rodgers immediately got hurt, and so we had. So you're like, okay, well, why do you give a shit about the Jets now? Now we just kind of have to do it uh, every couple of weeks. Make sure you're still on. All right, let's get on to our last segment of the podcast, and that is a player of interest. Hmm, interesting. I forgot that was the... Yes. (laughs) So, we've mentioned him earlier in this podcast. My player of interest going into the second half of the season is Josh Dobbs. While I'm out on the Vikings for the time being, Dobbs is a very, very interesting piece that they added to the mix. Probably, uh, I want to say, one of the best or just better options for them for the rest of this season. Um, he played pretty decently in Arizona where he was finally able to get his Jersey in the team shop. Um, hopefully it doesn't take as long in Minnesota for him to get his Jersey there. Um, while he won't play this week, uh, he is a super, super smart guy can likely learn the playbook probably quicker than most seeing as he has literally worked for NASA. Um, dudes like very, very like genius. Um, so I think he can figure out some X's and O's in um, in time to make an impact for this Viking te- Vikings team that had, you know, the boulder fall back down the proverbial hill just as they were the getting it to the top. Um, I want to see what he can do in this offense, especially when Justin Jefferson comes back. So I will definitely be keeping an eye on his numbers and fantasy potential as the second half of the season skulls along. Yeah, I want you God, to sit that with that. So <laughs> I want you to sit with that. <laughs> oh my the God. silence was intentional. I usually strip silence. I usually cut silence when I edit, too. I'm not cutting that. <laughs> oh, that was rough. Okay. Uh, I don't even know. I'm so flustered. That was crazy. Okay, I got two for you. They're both going to be in the AFC East. Garrett Wilson. Uh Three of the last four games, he has been a target hog. And if he can keep that up, he is a guy that uh, can produce wide receiver two numbers. I was hating on him once the Aaron Rodgers uh, injury happened. I thought he was going to be, uh, you know, wasn't going to be fantasy relevant. Now, he's not, I don't think he's a top 12 receiver every week, but he's a top 20 receiver every week. And I am interested in training for him if I can. And then Don Kincaid, uh, first two weeks of getting real action as tight end one. He has been a top 10 tight end. And if you can keep that up the rest of the season, you got him for a good amount of fab. And if you held on to him in draft, well, I mean, you have better patience than me because I dropped him and then picked him back up, boy. But um, I think he has a possibility of being a top 10 tight end, and which would make tight ends deep again. Because now we have Laporta, Kincaid. Uh, Goddard's kind of gotten back on the right track. Kittle's hot. I don't think that's going to last, but uh, Andrews and Kelsey are healthy. So Titans deep, Hawkinson, like I said, uh, but two guys right there that I'm watching and trying to come after. So, Oh, just imagine if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback, how well Garrett Wilson would be doing right now. Oh my gosh. That is true. Anyways. Yeah. All right. I think that'll do it guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in um check us out on all social medias at ff daydreamers um 
come watch us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash daydreamer media. We're here Monday or Sundays and Wednesday nights, usually around 8 p.m. Um, Sunday nights, it's usually right at the end or the last couple minutes of the Sunday night game. Wednesdays are pretty much 8 p.m. Um, and so, yeah. Check us out on our website, fantasydaydreamers.com or daydreamermedia.com. We got both. We can afford both domains. So, um, stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.